One of the smartest things that you could do is you could build content that'll live online for free or indefinitely that could send you business if you're in quarantine, if you're asleep, or if you're on vacation. And that's one of the best ways in the world to sell. Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California. Today is a good day. I'm coming to you live from my germ-free studio for this episode of the How to Sell Show. (laughs) And today's episode is titled, How to Sell Even If You're in Quarantine, On Vacation, or Asleep, Part 2. A few words about what is going to be in this episode. You may have to put on your big boy pants or your big girl pants or your asbestos underwear, whatever way you want to refer to it as, because I'm doing everything I can to help you prepare and help you see what you can do. And I will let you know that some of this is going to cross over from episode number 84 of the How to Sell Show, which is how to sell even if you're in quarantine, on vacation or asleep, part one. And the real deal for you is at the end of the day, you absolutely positively have to do more work than the other people around you. You just have to think about it. You got to be smarter than them. You got you to gotta be willing to do things that they're not willing to do. And outworking the competition is not very difficult once you know what to do and what you, once you know what to look for. Thing is, is most people won't do it. They'll find every excuse in the book to not do it. And what you find is anytime that there's a downturn in the economy or there's struggles at a company, the weak salespeople are the first ones to go. They're the people who are the butt kissers, but they don't perform. And when you have the ability to outsell people, no matter what the economic problems are in the world, whatever is going on just, you know, in your town, in your city, or what's going on at your company, you become a closer. And if you're a closer, you're the prize. Changes in society happen. Shifts happen for the way that people make purchases. And I could think back in my lifetime, I could think of three distinct events that have happened up until this point. I can think back when I was in fourth grade, fourth or fifth grade, 1987, and there was the market crash. There was Black Thursday. I could think back of uh, September 11th, 2001. There was the incidents that happened at World Trade Center and everything that followed. I can think of the crash that happened in 2008 with the economic downturn. And today I could think of what's going on with coronavirus. And you got to know that in the world of sales and the world of business and the world of life, there's ups, there's downs, there's ins, there's outs. And the more prepared you are for them, the easier it is for you to rebound, the easier it is for you to close deals, the easier it is for you to make sales. Please don't confuse that I'm saying easy, I'm saying easier. And the thing that you, you get once you develop these skills, you get to keep them forever. Once you develop a skill, it's yours. You get to take it wherever you want to go. You get to do whatever you want with it. And that's one of the coolest things ever. You can switch industries and you can maintain those skills. People will look to you and say, hey, can you make this happen? You're like, yeah, absolutely. You become more valuable the more skills that you acquire. 
I want to give you some advice going from the very beginning. If things tighten up or as things tighten up, one of the first things you're going to want to do is you're going to look to your social media and you're going to want to go and make sure that your profile is filled out. This means your Instagram profile, your, your Facebook profile, your LinkedIn profile, and it actually states who you are and what you do. This also means you're going to go through and you're going to clean up any of the irregularities and any of the things that people may find not so tasteful. You may be in a bigger competition in a marketplace than what you expect because as markets shrink, salespeople get pushed out of jobs. The weak get pushed out. The good are the people who end up staying. And if you're if you're selling against good salespeople, you're going to have to have some skills brought to the table. Okay, in your social media, you're going to want to build a Dream 100 list. And what this is, is this is a dream list of 100 people that you want to work with. This idea came from a, a brilliant guy. His name was Chet Holmes. And Chet would teach people, if you want to really close some deals, you got to have a Dream 100 list. And then what you're going to do is you're going to take this list of people you're going to put some time, energy, and effort towards it. And this is an ongoing list. So I'll see people get stuck in this. And they will find every reason possible to not complete what needs to be done. This is something that you're always adding to. Once you gain a new client, you're always putting somebody else on this list. And you're finding ways to contact them on social media and start a meaningful conversation. It's not a pitch fest. You could like one of their posts. You can interact with one of their posts. You could message them. There's a ton of different ways to do this, but you do have to get started somewhere. You have to get past what other people think. And this is going to come down to the content that you create, whether written, video, or audio. I will let you in on part of my life. I have a reading problem. So uh, reading has always been difficult for me. So punctuation, sometimes even spelling where people will be like, that's an easy word to spell. I just, I don't get it. And so sometimes my my content that I put out is not perfect. And sometimes people will point it out. They'll be like, uh, you used the wrong tense. You didn't put an apostrophe here. And in my mind, I'm like, you know what? In this instance, done's better than perfect. If you're going to complain about what I gave you and I gave you all of this information and you're going to complain about an apostrophe, you're not my client. You're not my buyer. I'm not going to worry about it. And sometimes people say, well, that's the wrong way to look at it. And I'm going to say, hey, look, at the end of the day, I will out content anybody at the end of the day, there's not very many people who can put up as much things as I'm going to do. And if I get caught up in all these little tiny things, it'll give me every reason to not get it completed. And so what will happen is you got to get out of your own way and stop worrying about perfection. If you worry about perfection, you'll never get things done. I went and shot some videos with my friend Deb Cole in 2014, and we were in San Diego and she said, Scott, these are the fastest I've ever shot videos. It used to take me two or three hours to get a three minute video at. And I said, hey, look, you know, sometimes there's mistakes or things that happen. People understand and expect that you are not a perfect human being. And sometimes it works against you. The more perfect something is, the more someone's like, there's problems, there's concerns. So you got to get over the way that you look. You got to get over the way that you sound. You got to get over the way that you write. And my friend Roberto Monaco told me in 2008, 2009, he said, Scott, the way that people see you on closed circuit television and target is the same exact way that they see you in real, real life. And the way that you sound to everybody your entire life, it does not sound like the way that you sound because you hear it differently through your ears. So you got to get over it. And when it comes to building content, your first one is your worst one. That's the saying when it comes to video, that's the saying when it comes to podcast, that's the saying when it comes to everything, it's going to be difficult the first time around that you do stuff. I want to let you know from the very beginning, Scott Sullivan Bell is not an attorney, nor is the How to Sell show, nor are my websites or my YouTube channels. But I am going to give you this piece of advice. You create content on your own time, on your own dime. 
it stops the lines from being blurred and you can always say this is mine, this is when I created it, and it's never a question of who it belongs to. We're gonna shift gears for a second and I want you to think in terms of barter or trade. When you look back 100 years ago, 200 years ago, people had to trade to get what they want. Money wasn't always available. Sometimes people would say, hey, I'll help you put up your barn, but you gotta give me three chickens. Or I'll help you till the field, but I want a slab of beef when you when you butcher your cows. Or I'll help you dig the well, but you got to give me a gallon of milk. And sometimes when you're creating content online, you got to think of it as an online barter. The content that you're creating is a commercial and it could be considered barter for what you're doing. It could be considered, hey, I'm going to trade you some information today. I'm going to trade you a buyer's guide today. I'm going to trade you a video today. I'm going to trade you a podcast today for a purchase in the future. And when you start thinking about it this way, you start thinking about like, okay, what I'm creating is money in the future. It's not always money today, but it's going to be money at some point. You may have to trade people to get some of this work done. You may have to find a way to go with a team, to go with some developers and say, hey, if I do this section for you, will you do this section for me? And you trade people. And it's one of the faster ways to leapfrog and get content done. You could have people that work across the country that you work with. You could have people that work across the town that aren't necessarily your competitors. You could work with people outside of your industry. And you say, hey, I'm really good at writing bios. And I see that you're really good at recording podcasts. Let me record a bio for you. And you could do a podcast session with me or two or three podcast sessions with me and you can interview me. And a pro tip is something to think about when you're being interviewed, you are the expert. I'm going to give you some content ideas and there's some different ways to look at this. Let's say that something crazy happens out in society and a virus gets spread. Well, people, they still need to buy things. They still need to make purchases. There's still things that they need to do. And the other thing is they get cabin fever. And people are like, you know what? I'm sick of watching TV. I need some dopamine rush. I'm going to go buy something. I'm going to feel like I accomplished something today. And they may not even know what they want to buy. And they could go online and they could start doing searches. And when you have content, the cool thing is, is they find you. If you're being interviewed by other people, you're the expert. And so they start looking and they're like, all right, well, I'm going to go down this rabbit hole of your content and your information and see what we have to offer. I, I saw a recent stat that the average person watches YouTube for about 40 minutes a day. And if you could get somebody stuck on your YouTube channel for 5, 10, 15 minutes, that counts. People are always looking for knowledge. They don't want to make a dumb decision. There's always a jerk neighbor, jerk cousin, jerk friend that's going to ask them, hey, did you do the right thing? Hey, did you get the best price? Hey, did you get the right one? And when you have content created and you've given them all the information that they need to confront the jerk that's in their life, it makes life much easier for them. One way to look at it is having content online makes you an expert. You don't have to be the highest level expert. It still makes you an expert though. And people get caught up and they're like, there's a thousand people ahead of me. Okay, well, be the expert in your city. You don't have to be the expert in your state. Be the expert in your city. Be the expert where you are. Be the expert about your niche. And then, you know, work your way up from there. I want to do everything possible today to take away every single freaking one of your excuses. Every one of them. If you're like, hey, Scott, I don't know how to do that, I'm going to put a link. I'm going to put something in the description that's going to give you a way to do it. And for the most part, almost everything that I'm going to show you is going to be free. You could spend all the money that you want. But here's the thing. You need momentum. You need some action. And so sometimes when things change, people are like, I don't have money to get this done. And if you can't barter for it, you can't trade for it, you got to find a free resource. I'm going to give you a list of almost everything that I can think of for a free resource to take away every single one of your excuses. You're not going to have any. 
And real deal, when you need an idea or a concept or something to be fixed, you can always go to Google or YouTube. And there's probably 10,000 articles or videos on how to do it. So I edit all my content on Vegas. It's a company who makes its magics. Magic Vegas makes my video editor. And there's times where I get stuck and I go to the YouTube and sure enough, there's 10 or 15 videos on some very strange topics of weird things that happen. And for common ones, there's thousands of topics. Instead of looking at like, how can I not get this done? You're like, where can I find the knowledge? The two biggest search engines in the world, Google and YouTube. Anything that you get stuck on, that's going to be your first go-to. Here's the thing. You may have to work evenings and weekends. Most of your competition is going to be where they're at, where they were 10 years ago. You know, 2008, 2009, I used to hang out with my buddies at a bar. And those guys that I used to hang out with are still at that bar today. If I could go 10 years into the future, if that bar is still around, they're still going to be hanging around at that bar. Like your friends that are hanging out, they're going to be there. You could put in the work and you could put in the effort and meet up with them in six months and be 10 times ahead of where you were. If you've got a favorite TV show, there's a million different apps now that will record your TV show and you can watch it on demand. It's not like it's 1986 and you have to wait for reruns. You could do quite a bit in a weekend. You could tell people, leave me alone. Uh, I tend to turn off my phone in four-hour sections on airplane mode. And I won't look at my phone for a very good reason, because if I get sucked into social media or whatever is going on, I'm not going to get content done. I set aside the weekends to build content. I set aside the weekends to shoot video. I set aside the weekends to record podcasts, to edit podcasts. It does take some time. It does take some effort. One of the cool things is once you build content, you can recycle it. And a lot of what I'm going to teach you today is built on recycling content. You could take video and turn it into audio. You could take audio and turn it into text. And one of my, my favorite things to do is create content on video. And the reason for that is, is once I have the video, I literally have two different avenues of taking it once it's done. Once I have the video, I could chop it up into smaller sections and I could make it into little tiny buyer's guides or I could keep it into a big giant long video and I could be good to go. So this is why I'm going to say, hey, look, you got to start somewhere. Be willing to take the hit. Be willing to look dumb. Be willing to look silly. So let's get started with content creation. You're going to need an outline. You're going to need information to build your content. And so whether it's going to be a download, whether it's going to be a video, whether it's going to be a frequently asked question sheet, here's what you're going to start with. 10 frequently asked questions or 10 should ask questions. That's two documents right there. You could turn it into 15 or 20. You can go to your competitor's website. You can go to your website. You can swipe their information, make major modifications and make it your own. But boom. In the space of a couple of hours, you have a document that's ready to go. Once that document's ready, you could flip it and turn it into a PDF and you can make it into a download. Super easy. You can make content around 10 myths, 10 books about your industry, 10 things you wish you would have known when you got started. Right there, if you were going to do videos, you have 50 videos right there because you're doing each video is one video. Or you can make one long video. Uh, either way, if you are making one long video, you've got five videos already all figured out. You've got a buyer's guide. You know, you could put some of the frequently asked questions, the myths, you could put that information in the buyer's guide. Now, where people make the mistakes on videos, podcasts, buyer's guide is they think like, I need to turn this into a pitch fest. No, you need to turn this into content that somebody can consume. And then at the end of the, the video, the article, the podcast, you're like, oh, by the way, if you need help, contact me. That's the best way to do it. So what I'm going to teach you is going to give you videos, audio, and podcast. 
we are going to start with this list with videos. Now, remember I shared with you the best thing to do is recycle as much content as you can. And the cool thing is, is once you have video, you can rip the audio from it and then you can make text. So you're going to start videos with frequently asked questions and should ask questions. You're going to turn that into buyer's guides. Now, you don't have to get a video camera. You could use your cell phone. And one of the best places to start this is with Facebook Live. Because once you do a Facebook Live, you can download it. And once you do a Facebook Live, you already have one platform of information. That's where most of your friends are and the people that are around you. It's easier to get some momentum off of a Facebook Live than it is going to be off of a YouTube video. When you shoot your video, you're going to want to get to the point early. You're going to want to make sure that you're, you're saying something like, hey, my name's Scott, and today we're going to talk about widgets. This is one of the most important things you could do because when people get started doing uh, filming and they start making films, they get caught up in like, how do I start the beginning? And for them to say that simple, hey, today's my, my name is Scott, and we're going to talk about widgets. It takes them 45 seconds to a minute. They start spinning information and people get bored. They're like, I'm out. You only have so much time to capture people's attention. People will put up with poor video quality, but they will not put up with bad sound. So you got to make sure that you're not in places that echo, that make a bunch of noise, that have a bunch of wind. If you're filming outside, you have about 10 miles an hour or less. I've filmed 2,300 videos outside. I could promise you right now, I have a whole stack of them that I was never able to produce because it was too windy. 10 miles an hour or less is going to be your friend. You're going to shoot some explainer videos and an explainer video is this is my product and this is what it is like right next to me. What do I have? I got a cell phone today. I got my Samsung S10 phone and it is three inches by seven and a half inches. It's got a flat screen. It's got two cameras on three cameras on the back and one camera on the front. You're just going to do what would be a walk around. If you're in the car industry, you're going to walk around a vehicle. Hey, this is this year's model. Here's some cool features. Now, one of the things that you're going to find is everybody is always super positive about whatever the feature is. I, at one point, I was Amazon reviewer number 1009 or 1010. That was at the top for me because I was doing a ton of reviews and it's very competitive. And my, my numbers really started taking off when I would say, here's the seven or 10 things that I like about the product. And here's the one thing that I'm like, eh, I wish they would change about it. So you can't always be super positive about everything. You know, uh, you're going to have to think through how you do this. Like if you, you may come back and say, if there was one thing that they could have changed, it would have been this. But besides that one thing, I love everything else. If they could have changed one thing on the Samsung S10, I would have said, I wish they would have made it a little bit wider. But besides that, I really love everything else about that phone. That's all it takes. Just one little negative opinion about what's going on. 10 good things, one negative opinion. Seven good things, one negative opinion. Five good things, one negative opinion. But always rewrap it and say, everything else besides that's fine. You're going to shoot tons of B-roll and B-roll is just video with no sound to it or some sound to it. You know, people walking around, people interacting, somebody holding the product, the product itself. You want tons of B-roll because then you have ways to use that video later. You want to be aware of being on private property. I made the mistake of filming. <laughs> I made the mistake of filming on private property and I shot an hour and a half of content and the security guard came to me and said, Hey dude, you got to leave. You can't film here. And even though I got permission from one security guard, uh -uh, didn't count. They didn't like that. 
So they uh, told me, they said, if you put this content up online, then what we're going to do is we're going to sue you. And we are a billion dollar company with a B, which they are. And uh, I was not able to use an hour and a half of content. One of the things you could use is a cowboy studio or three point lighting. And if you can't afford a cowboy studio, look up how to build a cowboy studio for cheap. You're going to Google it. It'll cost you like 10 or 20 bucks. Maybe you could get any of these things that I talk about at a thrift store, secondhand trade or barter for them. When you're shooting these videos, you're going to want to look into the camera. You're going to want to make sure that you have good eye contact with the people that you're talking to. It's one of the difference between somebody who's a pro and somebody who's a Joe when they're shooting video. Just look at the camera, just like the camera's a regular person. And instead of saying, hey, you guys, you're talking one-to-one on video. You would say, hey there, one of the things that I want to talk to you today about is widgets. You're not going to say, hey guys, I want to talk to you about widgets because you're assuming you're talking to a group of people, but when you're talking to people on video, it's one-to-one, just like I'm talking to you on this podcast episode. That's right. I'm talking to you. You could turn these videos into YouTube videos. You could turn them into explainer videos that go on tablets, on your website. There's a ton of things that you could do. Uh, Video is king when it comes to creating content because it's so universal. And then if you make mistakes, keep it for a blooper reel. That's one of the coolest tips that I can give you. In the beginning, I used to delete all my bloopers. And then uh, Victor Antonio was speaking with me at an event. He was like, what do you do with your blooper reel? And I was like, "I, I don't have one. He says, oh man, you're missing out. You should keep a ton of content for a blooper reel. So pro tip there from uh, from Victor Antonio, pretty cool thing. Next big item on the list, create a podcast. You could take the video that you did and you could create a podcast with it. I do want to give you some really good direction here. In today's society, everybody wants to use whatever language that they think is appropriate. I'm going to say leave the cursing out because sometimes on the platforms, if you're looking for free hosting, You can't use explicit language. Now, the other thing is, is if you're trying to make a first impression with somebody, the last thing that you want to do is make a bad impression just by cursing. You know, I I get it. There's people out there that can get away with it. I just want to give you this one piece of solid advice. And if you're like, Scott, I'm going to listen to everything you have to say except for this. Okay. But understand that every action has an opposite and equal reaction. Cursing is one of them. Once again, your content is not a pitch fest. It's frequently asked questions, common questions, should ask questions, things that you see that could be done, things that you see that could be wished wished for. And at the end, you're like, oh, by the way, if I can help you out, here is my contact information. On a podcast, sound quality really matters. You, you may have to spend a couple of bucks to get a good microphone and a good audio box. And in the beginning, do what you can to get some content out there. You know, uh, you can get, you could get like a Rubbermaid tub, one of those big giant Rubbermaid tubs and fill it with foam. And you could go with a lower level microphone and speak into that tub, you know, plugged into your computer and you could be good to go. Over time, you're going to want to increase your skills and get better microphones and better, better audio boxes. You learn to develop skills over time, whether it's in video, whether it's an audio, whether it's typing, and you learn how to enunciate your words. You learn how to say things better. As I've listened to editing episodes of the How to Sell show, I'm like, okay, I need to tighten up the way that I say some things and I got to pay attention to the way that I, what I, how fast I'm talking. With this, you also learn pitch and tone. If you have a video where you talk really slow or you're really boring the whole time, people are gonna be like, I'm out. I really don't want to pay attention to this. And it's the same thing for a podcast. Once you create this information, 
You're going to want to write a good description or even content from your frequently asked question or your should ask question. That goes into your description. That goes into what you're going to put out into the world for people to find. Once you find a host for your website, you're going to come up with what's called an RSS feed. That's a really simple syndication. That's what it sounds for, stands for, RSS, really simple syndication. Once you opt in for whatever podcasting site that you're going to choose, and I'll give you a list of them, you want to find a place to put that RSS feed, and that place is everywhere. That place is, is make it easy to find and easy to download. Once you've created video and you've created your podcast, you're going to create a YouTube channel. And what you're going to do is you're going to go to Google and you're going to look up your industry. So I am going to pull this up in my laptop right now. I'm going to Google and I'm typing in sales training, just the word sales training. And on my laptop, what I come up with is sales training, Sacramento sales training, Hawaii sales training programs, sales training ideas, sales training topics. If I was going to just narrow it down to the city that I worked in and I wanted to be a niche hero for Sacramento, maybe I would name my channel Sales Training Sacramento. Maybe if I wanted to niche down and, you know, just only do training in Hawaii, I may name my channel Sales Training Hawaii. It's just something to pay attention to. It's one way that you prove that you've thought through what's going on. So like 888-273-J11 is not going to be an easy name for somebody to remember and it's not going to give you some of the search engine optimization that a real name is going to help. The cool thing about utilizing Google is if I go and I want to create content and I'm out of ideas, here's what I do. I go to Google or I go to YouTube because they're pretty much the same thing. And let's say that I don't know what topic I want to talk about. I can go to, to, to Google and I could just put in sales training and it's going to give me sales training, Sacramento, Hawaii programs, ideas, topics. But then if I just put an A, it's going to give me sales training activities, agenda and development, sales training and development scholarship, sales training app, sales training and enablement and sales training articles. Now I'm going to give you a super awesome tip here. The higher it is up on the screen the more relevant it is. That's what people are searching for. So that's what you name your articles. Those are some of the terms that you're going to use in the content that you're creating. That's going to give you a leg up on the competition. And by doing that, if you're like, I'm out of topics to talk about, just go to Google and type in why sales training, how sales training, when sales training, if sales training, is sales training. And it's going to come up with, I don't know, four or 500 different ways for you to come up with a, a content for you to work through. And the whole goal is for you to get 10 videos up, just like your whole goal is to get 10 podcasts up. You're going to use the 3T method, and that's title, tags, and thumbnail. Title, tags, and thumbnail. Title, tags, and thumbnail. And what that means is, like, if I was going to do Sales Training Sacramento, I would name my video Sales Training Sacramento. And in the tag, I would put Training for Sales in Sacramento. And then for the thumbnail, I would make a very interesting thumbnail that would grab attention, and I would put Sales Training Sacramento or Sacramento Sales Training. You're going to revolve around those words. You're going to make sure that you're putting title, tags, and thumbnail. Now, I wish I would have known this 10 years ago. It would have changed the dynamics of my YouTube channel, but life goes on. You make mistakes, you learn from them, you get over them. You take this content, you put up online, and you put your contact information in the description down below. And one of the coolest things you could do is you could get a Google voice number. And if you really want people to call a number, they could call a Google voice number and it answers for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's just like a regular phone number, 
but you're not getting phone calls on your cell phone at two or three o'clock in the morning, because if you put it out online, you are going to get it. So there's different places you could put this content, whether it's the podcast, whether it's the article, whether it's a video, you've got the Facebook, you've got Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, you could build a free WordPress site or you could host it. You could build a site. If you need to build a site, instead of trying to learn WordPress, you could start with something like Wix, Weebly, or Duda. Anything similar. You could just search for a name. You could buy the website from Namecheap.com. The cool thing about Namecheap is they don't go buy the name behind you if you search for it and you don't buy it. And it's like 10 bucks to buy a website name. You really have to start looking at places to give up excuses. Uh, you know, if you're, if you, if you want to find an excuse, you're going to get one. And if any of the information that it doesn't, uh, that I've given you doesn't appeal to you, go use the method and put in sites like Namecheap, sites like Wix, sites like Duda, sites like WordPress.org. And it's going to give you a ton of different things. I'm going to give you a list of places that you could go to gather information, to use freeware, to use products. And then I'm going to give you a list of things that you could purchase. And the first thing on this list is Grammarly. Now, the cool thing about Grammarly is it is an extension for Chrome or it is an add-on for Microsoft Word and it'll fix spelling issues, grammar issues. And if you're dealing with people who get caught up in that type of thing and you're in that type of industry, it will really help you out. Next on the list, you're going to go to the link in the article in the description, how to create a PDF. And that's from howtogeek.com. Next on the list is how to create a buyer's guide. And the cool thing is this one's from Elegant Themes. They make themes for WordPress, they make Divi, and they are a legit company. Next, you're gonna go how to create a YouTube channel. Yep, that comes from a company called Wix, and Wix is a website builder. Next on the list, you want a link shortener, and that's bit.ly, B-I-T-L-Y dot com. Bit.ly is one of the coolest tools that you could use. Uh, I have a bit.ly link, it is bit.ly dot howtosellshow.com. And if someone's like, well, how do I get your content? I could say bit.ly.howtosellshow.com or I could do bit.ly.scottsilvanbell.com. I mean, there's a million different ways you could do it. You could you could make your, your link shortener awesome. Places to get podcast hosting for free. I'm gonna give you three, but there's 10,000 of them. Podbean, Anchor, and Buzzsprout. Just go sign up for an account. Remember, sometimes they don't allow cursing or expletive language on free accounts. Sometimes it's 10 bucks a month. Sometimes it's 20 bucks a month. There is a article right here of places to put your RSS feed, your really simple syndication feed. And that is at podcast.co. You're like, Scott, I really want to do some thumbnails. Cool. I got you a website. It's called Snappa, S-N-A-P-P-A. You're like, but I don't have a way to edit my audio. Oh, I got you covered. Audacity. It's from soundforge.net. It's a cool product. One of the coolest things that you could do is you could take your audio or video and then you can make a transcription of it. I've got two services here for you. One is otter.ai. That's like the animal. So otter, the animal.ai, otter.ai or rev.com, rev.com. They're both going to cost you. Let's say that you want to take an image and you want to turn it into a video. You did a podcast and you're like, oh, I should have shot a video. Hey, here's what you do is you take a really cool picture and you take the picture and you put it into the, the editor and you put the audio underneath it, and it'll make a video for you. It'll turn it into an MP4. You're like, Scott, I think I would really want to use some stock photos. Cool. I got a site for you. It's called Pexels, P-E-X-E-L-S. 
free stock photos. Depends upon how you use it. Always read the term of conditions. And like sometimes people will say, hey, I really want to do infographics. Cool. I got one for you. It's called Vengage, V-E-N-N-G-A-G-E, Vengage. There is a free version of it. You could build free, uh, free infographics out of it. And you're like, hey, Scott, I, I want to be able to edit all the images that I do. Cool. I got one for you. Pixlr, P-I-X-L-R.com. All right, Scott, I'm trying to come up with more excuses. Cool. I'm going to take them away. I got an online video editor for you. Powtoon, P-O-W-T-O-O-N. I'm like, all right, but I don't want to shoot a video. I'd rather do a screen recording. Cool. I got tinytake.com, T-I-N-Y-T-A-K-E.com. And if you want to make an explainer video on your, on your, from a, from the website, you could always use loom, L-O-O-M.com. They do free as well. You're like, all right, Scott, I got the videos. I got the, the pictures. What else you got for me? I got you covered. Prezi, P-R-E-Z-I. And that is a place to help you build presentations. Like, all right, I got the, pre the presentations, the video clips. Uh, what else you got for me? I got you stock video. So I got this website called videvo.net, V-I-D-E-V-O.net. And they're like, all right, what about stock music? Like I said, I'm going to take away every excuse you got. I got free-stock-music.com. And the thing is, is you never want to use copyrighted material in your podcast, in your videos. It can cause a bunch of problems. You're always wanting to check the laws. I'm not an attorney. Also on this list is how to set up three-point lighting. And this is done by Vimeo. And they are a video company. So uh, lighting matters, audio matters. It is important. Last on this list is book creation. I've got a really good friend named Julie Broad. And I've known Julie for probably about 10 years. And she's got a company called booklaunchers.com. Once you have your PDFs and your content and your audio and your video, and you go to rev.com or autodi.ai, you could take that and turn it into a book. And once you have a book, you're pretty much an expert. You could use it for a business card. You could use it for speaking engagements. You are good to go. What I did was I put together a list of items that you could use. If money's tight, you could always go try to find things at a thrift store or at a dollar store. This list that I came up with for everything will cost you a couple of bucks. But first on the list is a Logitech camera. It's $25. You can get it on Amazon. It's for shooting videos. You're going to want to put like a sheet behind you for a good backdrop. Make sure the sheet is ironed if you're going to be doing video. I got a microphone for you. It's an Audio-Technica ATR2100. It's 100 bucks. I have different microphones. I've got $400 microphones. I've got $500 microphones. And my audio technicas sound just as good as my four and $500 microphones. They're an awesome microphone. If you really want to increase sound quality, they make these things called audio boxes. And there is one called the Focusrite Solo. It's $100. You can only plug one microphone into it. It is an audio interface box. If you want to put two, three, or four, it's going to cost you a couple bucks extra. You could get a duo for, I think, $150. If you're gonna shoot from a cell phone, they make this mount called a square jellyfish. They are $16. They are amazing, I have seven of them. They are fantastic. And then I have also a mini tripod by ReadyCam, 35 bucks, and then a Cowboy Studio for $80. Literally, I have done everything possible to take away any and every excuse that you have for not closing deals uh, if you are quarantined, if you're on vacation, or if you're asleep. The only thing is you have to put in the work and the effort. The cool thing for you is most of your competition will never consider doing it.
All right, bonus information for you. You're going to want to find the link in the description below for episode number 84, how to sell even if you're in quarantine, on vacation, or asleep, part number one. And there'll be even more things for you to do to prepare and be better at closing deals and even make it easier to find you on the internet when somebody's searching for an expert. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.